Great is your mercy. Great is your love. What else? Yes, sir. Great is your what? Say it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Great are you, Lord. Lord, in this moment, like these, I just feel so small. Yes. And undeserving of your mercy and your love. Yes. We love you so much. Oh, yes. Yes. We are grateful for what you have done for us. Jesus, thank you that you are willing to pay our penalty. We come to you this morning, right to pay, Holy Spirit, you move in each of our hearts. We thank you and pray these things in your name. Yeah. Thank you to be seated. Appreciate you standing and singing this morning. Thank you, team, for leading us. Um, you guys go ahead and put up the kind uh, out there. As we give opportunity for you to give unto the Lord, to be generous with Him, faithful to Him. There's several ways that you could give. Uh, there's a box in the back if you'd like to do that, or you can mail it in. Wanted to mention our. Uh, short-term mission trip coming up in the Dominican, and uh, I know our team is working hard and meeting regularly to get ready for that, and then also building renovations. So those are some things that you can give to above and beyond your tithe. I just wanted to thank you for your generosity, and our, our, our hope has always been our prayer, uh, and to be good stewards is not to just have the lights on in the building, but that we reach this community and beyond with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So thank you for partnering uh, in that. I've kind of been wanting to show you this video, but we've had so much going on these last couple weeks. Let's go ahead and hit the video. I do have it in. Yep. Uh, I just think you're going to be touched and blessed by this. I needed tissues when I watched it the first and second time. We'll see if it goes on. I feel like confused. But I see them when I can you. Sometimes it comes to my mind too. I can see. There was no churches in Somalia. Every Christian needed to worship in their houses. Jesus came to me three times. He told me, follow me. So I said, okay, now, that is the way now I'm going. And I'm pregnant. I was going to find a church. So I walked a long way to the border of Ethiopia and Somalia. I saw the cross between the trees, then I saw the church. I went to tell them, I, I'm here to be a Christian. They were like, what? A Somali Muslim coming to be a Christian? The pastor, he announced to the people, say, oh, go and tell our neighbors, go and tell the members to come and celebrate with this lady. So my husband, he came and kneeled down next to me and started crying and said, I want to be Christian. We decided to go back to Somalia. It was evening. My husband, family, they came inside with the guns. When the bullet was finished, they used the kitchen knife to slaughter people. I did not know from that time where I am. 
But I remember the night. The dead bodies to the mortuary. They put bodies on top of me. Me and my children, we got ready to be married, and my husband. But still they found me like I'm still alive, something was moving in. And they put me in Kenyatta Hospital. And I didn't have any documents. I was like a nun. One year, seven months, I was in a life support. One day they say I just woke up, they did not know how come. I used to ask that doctor. I said, what happened in my family when I start talking? He said, your family was buried in Somalia. And I asked him, how did they die? I did not remember them. It came like a dream. God showed me how it came. That day, there was killing day. God was telling me. And still in my kids. They are all spending. People come and just, they came just to finish them because they are Christians. I was in Burundi for about 12 minutes, resettlement agents. They were selecting people's names. You had tell us all, we're going to be settled in different countries as refugees. When the tickets came, I was in Atlanta, United States. When I came, I was so worried. Then the one Christian called me and said, Amina, I have a group of new missionaries here and they want to come and meet you. When they come to my home, Always they talk about God and make me learn more about Jesus. When they come and visit me, I got a peace. I'm in Crasson for 11 years. The mission is a very good organization here. We are like family, big family. We come together. There is a Bible study. Everyone, they are friends with everyone here. They have a full of love. They call Mama Amina because I love the community and I'm a mother of everyone in the country. Anytime they need me, I'm ready. It changed my life because I feel like, yes, I'm a part of that. I have to find the kids who have got a problem because I don't have mine. Mine was being killed. So I have to fight for other kids who are alive in this world. People need other people to help them. You know, why God created a human being to be a family as a children of God? We are family from one God. He wants us to stay with love. No dividing each other. Stay peace. Hug. Understand each other and help each other. How can we divide?
And then how do you follow that? <laughs> Going on downhill. Uh, her story, uh, yeah, it, it is uh, just unbelievable. And, you, know, you think you had a bad week, right? Huh. And you see a lady like that just serving the Lord. And, I mean, her story could have been, why me, right? But it's not her story at all. That's just, thanks, buddy. Just hold on to it. Yeah, it is community. You guys don't, if you didn't get your community elements yet, um, all of them are closed. I got the gluten-free one. You can get in a little bit. There'll be opportunity for that. I think Frank's keeping it stock back there, so um, you'll have opportunity to do that. Um, but yeah, I just thought that would bring encouragement to you. Uh, Envision, great commission fund or ways to, to give there. Uh, and I would encourage you to do so. And, you know, hear story and how she's serving the Lord. Just... You don't get sorrow there, do you? You get joy, and you get peace, and you get gratitude and love. That's what Christ can do in one's life when he gets a hold of that heart. So, uh, so blessed by that. I think it's the third or fourth time now in Washington. Did, did I hear that a year? Like over a year she was? Yes. Yeah. My goodness. My goodness. So. All right, well, we're on an attribute of God uh, this morning. And, and we've hit several attributes of God, and we'll go ahead and review the ones that we hit. Honestly, the songs that we sang already really touched upon these attributes, and that was intentional uh, as, as we sang those this, uh, this morning. The first attribute we looked at is that God is infinite, upper left there. Uh, and that attribute, uh, that God is not measurable. <laughs> and, and we are quite measurable, aren't we? Uh, the second attribute that we looked at is that God is incomprehensible. God has infinite mystery. God cannot be fully known. Now, he can be sufficiently known for salvation, but he cannot be fully known. You're never going to come to me and say, I've got it. Here it is. <laughs> now, we can do that with us. We can be fully known. I may not be able to fully know you, but he certainly can the next one was self-existent. God has infinite creativity. God is owner of all things. Uh, we are owner of none things. <laughs> Nothing at all. We are only stewards. That's one of our core values is being a steward of, of everything that is um, his. The, the next one we looked at is God is self-sufficient. He is the God of infinite provision. And in that uh, he needs absolutely nothing. Everything he has is within himself. And that includes us. God doesn't need us. Right. We talked about that. But in that, to help us remember that, God doesn't need us, but what? Yes. Well, we need him, and he sure does want us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the last one we looked at, that God is eternal. God of infinite days, he's beyond time, he is the God of yesterday. He's the God of today. He's the God of tomorrow. So let me lead into our next attribute here. Uh, you've heard me talk about Quetico uh, many times. I got a pick. You can pull that up. Uh, and it, it's just a breathtaking place. I love going there. Put your hand up if you've been there in this group here. So yeah, I see a handful of, of you guys that have been there. Um, and uh, it, it's just so beautiful. And, and sometimes I'm sitting there in the canoe, and I'm looking 
you know, at a ridge line like that one right there. And I remember that morning. I don't know if you guys do or not. That was spectacular. It's not the best picture, is it? Yeah. But I like the, I like the canoe imagery in this. And, and looking at that ridge line, sometimes I've contemplated the hundreds and hundreds of years before me and the hundreds and hundreds of people who maybe sat in that exact same spot looking at that exact same ridge line, right? And, and, and looking at that ridge line, you wonder how many sunrises and sunsets have fallen upon it. How many storms have raged uh, on that very ridge line right there. And you think about how many seeds have grown into trees and matured and fallen and gone into seeds and grown and started all over again. Well, this kind of leads in, kind of illustrates this next character of God uh, that we're, we're speaking of. Now, every human illustration falls short when we're really trying to describe God. I think in this, we represent the sunrises and the sunsets. We represent the trees that grow from seeds and grow, mature, and fall, right? God is like the rich one, never changing. Maybe the things on it change, but it's there. Think of the rock. The rock stays the same. And again, all that, all illustrations fall short when we describe God. God is like that ridge line that never changes. And the word that we're going to use this morning is that he is immutable. God is immutable. The strongest word that indicates for us that um, there is no change. There's no possibility for change, although God can do whatever he wants. But the attribute that we're looking at today is that God is immutable. He's the God of infinite sayings. Infinite sayings. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Now, what is the one thing, all these attributes on this screen, what is the, what is the common thread in this? Anybody? I've said it before, but what is the common thread? With what? Well, it is infinite, but you're getting, you're on to it. It's perfect. It's, and, and all those things were describing what we are not. These character attributes, we do not share. And that's what we've been focused on. All these character attributes, we don't share these. And so, so it's important to understand them, and we'll come back to how that then affects our life. Okay. So, a couple scriptures just to be familiar with. As we talk about that God does not change. And when we look at that God does not change, that means his promises are fixed. The truths are fixed. The Psalms the psalm speak of his infinite savings. And, and think of the idea of that phrase, wide and rock. Psalm 1831 says, For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? Unchanging. Rock is one of the things on this earth that we think of as unchanging. I suppose if there's going to be a hierarchy in the scripture we're looking at this morning, it's what God declares about himself. Malachi 3.6. He says, For I, the Lord, what? Do not change. For I, the Lord God, do not change. Jesus speaks of building our life on the rock, on the unchanging rock. Matthew 7, 24 to 27. 
Jesus says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them is like a wise man who built his house on the what? On the rock, the strong foundation. And the storms would come and would rage upon that house, but because it was built upon the rock, it did not fall. For it had been founded on the rock. In verse 26 of Matthew 7, it says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them. It's like the foolish man who built his house on sand. And the storms would come and rage, and it said the house would fall. And great, mega, was that fall. The great early church leader James, and half-brother of Jesus, spoke about God being unchanging. James chapter 117, there is every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Hebrews speaks of God as unchanging. Marty, I believe you read this in your welcome. Jesus Christ is the same as yesterday and today and forever. Amen? Amen. We can rest in that. Right. Now, there are other verses, but I just thought I'd, I'd share those with you this morning, and then we could talk about what does it mean that God does not change. How does that relate to us if that's not us? Well, there's several things here. Give me a few minutes to kind of unpack this a little bit, and we'll talk about some application. I think the first thing is that we can be comforted in God's savings, in God's infinite savings, that God does not change. We should be comforted by that. Because here's the biggest thing. We don't have to worry about God changing his mind about us. <laughs> right? And I think looking at our country, we need to say thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. Right? Uh, we as human beings cannot take away or add to his holiness. His, his glory is, is fixed. But even though my existence is to bring him glory, I do not add or take away from it, yet I bring him glory. That's his infinite sameness. Creation, the created, does not have the power to diminish or increase the Creator in any capacity. We don't have that power. Right. Revelation 1.8 says, The Lord God, He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, who was, who is, and who was, and who is to come, the Lord of Almighty. God is eternal. Yeah. The Word of God is fixed, and it's sufficient for us to know who He is for salvation, and to know who we are. So we don't have to worry about the Word of God having a new chapter saying there is another way in truth and life to come to the Father. We don't have to worry about a new chapter being added. You know, we said Jesus is the way, but you also have to do this and to do that. If you really want a good salvation, you really need to do this. We don't have to worry about that. And we can say amen to that. Absolutely. God will not change his mind about us it is a plan of salvation for us. Thank you, Lord. We can trust in who the Son sets free is what? Free it's not going to be revoked in Christ. But we can rest in that. So be comforted in his saints. It's probably a longer list there that we could have. So. Secondly, be aware of our change. Be aware of our changes. We are not infinite saints, and we are not immutable. Well, we are of change. So as these 
passages speak to God's evident sameness. There are many passages that speak to the fact that in order to be like him, there is a need for continual change in our lives. 2 Thessalonians 2.13, sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit through belief and truth. Sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit in our life. And the thing is, as much as many of us say we hate change, we change continually. Uh, and, I mean, I'm looking at a group of people who have changed. When I first got here, my hair was jet black. <laughs> I think it turned this way in the first year, I'm just saying. But, but we all experience change. I mean, who here is wearing kind of different clothing and style in the last five years? Raise your, raise your hand. You know, yeah. And uh, who, who's here wearing a different haircut, you know, over the last, I guess I can't raise my hand, over five years. So. <laughs> Right? All right. I know there's some of you here. This who here has made a move in the last five years? Changed their homes, yeah. <laughs> and, and and welcome Colorado as well. So folks, so uh, yeah. who's here's body has changed in the last five years? <laughs> yeah. You'll get there, guys. <laughs> but you know, every, the thing is, the, the the one constant we can count on as human beings is change itself. That's what we can count on as human beings. Everything we know horizontally this way changes. Everything we know this way changes. Nothing stays the same. Yet at the very same time, we can be comforted that God is the same. There is an inner desire in us though that, that wants things not to change. Mentioning Quetico, I've been able to do many trips out there. There's this one uh, particular lake called Murdoch that's been a favorite of mine. It takes about 18 to 20 hours to get there. Some of our groups we've done it in one day, like 4:30 in the morning. We get there at 10 at night by canoeing and foraging, and, and uh, because it's so beautiful, you fish on this island. It's got a bird's eye view of an eagle's nest, an island over, and you catch fish right off the island. And, it's just beautiful scenery, beautiful lakes and streams. And I got to take uh, my uh, oldest son Joshua there on his rites of passage. I'll never forget on day two when he actually said these words out loud. I'm so sick of eating fish. That's all we brought. That's all we had to eat and catch, right? We only caught a few fish after that. So he talked about being thankful after that. But, uh, then I took my second son Elijah on the rites of passage and talked about the rock and how exciting it was going to be for him to, to be there and experience it. And we rounded the bend, and I was confused. And, and I know what you're thinking, I'm lost. And I thought I was, but, uh, which was valid, because I thought that too. I, I'm looking, and I didn't see the island. You talk about looking at a ridgeline, and I, I couldn't see it, but I knew I had to be right where I was. I've been here before, and everything was adding up. But we just pressed on, and, and um, when we got there, we got a little closer, we realized the island was there, but it had been leveled <laughs> by a storm, you know? Uh, it was, make sure you mute the sound, I don't, but I just, you're not gonna see much of it, but all these giant cheese trees were just uprooted, and winds must have come and just knocked the island down, it was virtually uh, inhabitable. It's so sad, this once beautiful place to camp and to stay had changed. 
It's something that seems so like it shouldn't change. What could possibly change this, right? Well, a, a, a simple whim um, did that. So we couldn't stay there. Uh, there's the young lad. Talk about change. Do we have to come up and model your new order change self? No, I didn't think so. But, but you know, it was so fixed, right? Listen, when we leave something and come back to it, we want it to stay the same. No. We, we want that. And, and we go off to school and we want to come back and see our house kind of the same way. We don't want to see our bedroom uh, repurposed for something else. Do we, Sarah? And, you know, the list goes on and on. We want our church to stay the same when we go away, you know, and, and, and come back. And want to go back to where we used to, to live, right? And see that it's the, the same. And driven to see my, my grandparents' house. And the whole house is leveled. <laughs> Not there um, anymore. The, the hard truth is, person, places, circumstances, and things will always, always change. We've got to come to that conclusion. Now, our desire to keep them the same can be sinful in the sense that we are attributing the character of God immutable to person, places, circumstances, and things. That's where it can be sinful. So this is the third point about this. Beware of ascribing sameness to anything but God. We need to be aware of that. Our wanting things to change could be seen as a sanctified wanting of what God is. But I think for most of us, the attribute, um, we, we only need to consider this for God and God alone. Our aversion to change, I think, mostly needs to be seen as something sinful. Hear me out for just a few moments. For example, have you ever said this? This is how I am. This is, this is how God made me. I was born this way, I am, whoa, pretty dangerous there, aren't we, in, in the territory. But if you've ever said that, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Because when, when we say that, in essence, we're saying, I can't change, I won't change, he can't change me. I am, I am immutable. Ooh, that's getting a little scary, isn't it? Uh, when we begin to say things like that. God is a meal. God is only of infinite sameness, not us. Saying I can't change is a simple attitude in which it needs repented of. It's saying, God, you are limited in what you can do in my life. I was born this way. I was made this way. I cannot change. Your resurrection power fails. Yeah. We've got to be careful with that. And, and again, that's a sinful attitude. And maybe you're thinking you're feeling small right now. I've said that. I've made this way. This is how I am. Well, I'm just opening your eyes to that. And God wants to change that in your life. There's a lot of things that I was born that way and made this way. And this is how I am. That God needs to come in and do a whole change in my life. If you take joy in the fact that your salvation will not be revoked in Christ because God will not change his mind, you can equally take joy in the fact that sanctification can happen in your life because in him you can change. 
Again, 2 Thessalonians 2.13, the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Believe me, you can change. And if we're not changing, we're stuck. I don't care where you're at and how old you are in your faith. If you're not changing, you're stuck. Yes, sir. God wants to take our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. Bible preached on Ezekiel 626. I'll never forget that message in that passage. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. So when we give our life to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes in and we have a new spirit within us, the heart of flesh. And that heart of flesh, once it comes in, it begins to change us from the inside out. That never stops. We never arrive. We never get to the place like, I have arrived. I did it. I completely like him now. Right? I've never heard any mature believer say that. Only teenagers, when you ask if they feel like they've arrived spiritually, well, yeah, I've arrived, but and then they're just joking, right? But that's the beauty of being the Lord Jesus Christ. He's, he cannot be fully known. And, and, and we have so much more to learn, and he has so much more change to do in our life. So, some application points. What now? First thing is this. Stop using immutable language. Unless you're referring to God. We've got to stop the immutable language that we use here on this earth. You know, that's one of those. Is, you know, growing up, I watched, I grew up on Popeye. Anybody else grew up on Popeye? Oh, yeah. But Popeye got me in trouble. Uh, dad, my dad's, and mom's here, my dad had made, uh, dad's 80th birthday was this weekend, we celebrated that. So happy birthday, dad. God always keeps his promises. Yes. God is always 
faithful. God is the rock. He will never let you down. Right? The list goes on and on. We can talk about that for a long time this morning. We cannot use that language on one another. Now, we can use other language, uh, lesser words like usually, mostly, rarely, but not in human language. So those are a couple things that I thought of. That, okay, there's just a couple simple things that, that you can do. All right, so stop using medieval language this way. Start using words of forgiveness and grace. The thing is, since we are people who are continually changing, we need a lot of grace. Yes. We need a lot of forgiveness, yes. right? Yes. So for grace, grace and forgiveness covers the margin of our changing nature. So speak grace when your loved one fails your expectation. They will fail your expectation. And, and perhaps your expectation is too high. Maybe. Right? Or perhaps they really did fail you. But, but that's all the more reason we need to show grace and love. Because guess what? Um, they may have failed you, but I'm sure you failed them too. Yes. Right? Yes. And then similarly, speak forgiveness when your loved one wounds you or anyone wounds you. In the same manner that you are forgiven by God, we are to forgive others, right? In the same way that you want to offer forgiveness, you want to be forgiven too. And forgiveness just frees us up in the Lord. I always talk to people about forgiveness. Some, some of you, some people have been severely wounded by another human being, grotesquely wounded, and, and it's hard for them to forgive. They don't. They feel like it's almost an idea of cheap justice, right? A cheap grace to someone to offer that forgiveness. But it's not for them, it's for you. It's right. to set you free. Amen. So you're not chained to that person anymore. That's right. And God, God is just. We trust that God is a just God. Okay, fix your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Just let me read that verse. Maybe you can just close your eyes and hear it. Therefore, since we have a great since we have so great a cloud of witness surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with the endurance the race that is set before us. Fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of your faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Fix your eyes on the Lord. Baptize had to learn to fix her eyes on the Lord. Just in her battle with, with cancer, and as a result of that battle with pain and suffering and fatigue, we've had to, in fear, we've had to we talk, and then we fix our eyes on the Lord. Yeah. And we've got to continually do that. So, a couple other things. Crying out to the Lord this morning. Psalm 61-2, I think you prayed that verse couple days ago, did you not? Uh, from the end of the earth, I call to you when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. <laughs> I just think that's uh, verse Psalm 61, 2, if you want to write it down, um, is a great verse to remind us that we can, when the storms come, that we can poke our head out of that storm no matter what it is and focus our eyes on the Lord. Yeah. So cry out to the Lord this morning. Confess your faith in the little rocks. What are the little rocks? The person, places, circumstances, and things. And if you're if you're pursuing relationship to, to fill a void of intimacy, I promise you that that person will fail your expectations every time. Right. Only God can fill that void of intimacy. Right. Right. Only Him and Him alone. Right. I don't care who it is. Right. 
places, things, whatever it is, uh, it's Christ first. Amen. We've got to pursue Christ. We've got to fix our eyes on Jesus, yes. the author and perfecter of our faith. That tank will be filled. That's how our relationships can work so well. So confess that if you're putting your faith into persons, places, circumstances, or things. Confess your, I am what I am. <laughs> and if that's you this morning, if I've, if I've mentioned you, if that's the kind of language you use, just confess it to the Lord. I, when I talk about, in our culture, we like saying the word, um, oh God, but not in a way of crying out to God. Um, and, and I've had people say, that you're really speaking to me. I do that. Like, yeah, just confess that and stop. And they have. If you're using immutable language for human beings or yourself, stop it. Uh, and just confess that this morning to the Lord. Okay, so that's really all I had for, for us. I did have the kids one there. Go ahead. And uh, should we let the adults try? Or just, anybody want to try it real quick? Kelly, did you nail the last one? All right, Kelly, stand up and give it a quick try. Come forward then. Give it a quick try. This is a prayer. Okay, what do you got? Oh, okay. Say that. We don't, you know. Lord, help my me, my. No, is this, we have to do all the work on my chance to be more. Help me to admire me. All right, you had your chance. All right. Good job, Gary. Go ahead and get the next slide. Good try, Kelly. You were all over it. This is a prayer, kids. And, and uh, did I do it wrong? Lord, help my change to be more like Jesus. Yeah, just in general, what I'm talking about. It's fine. If you did anything wrong, just go with it. Okay, so. Kids, Lord, help my change to be more like Jesus. So, what I'm talking about here is. Um, it's a prayer that I want you to pray. You're going to go through a whole life of change. And I'm saying, Lord, help my change. Right. Help this, all my change to be more like you, Jesus. Yeah. So kids, if you fill that out, or just find your soul in the back. She's right back there. And see her. She's got a little something for you. But that's a great prayer that you can pray every morning. To see Kaylee afterwards for the right commas and whatever it's supposed to be. All right. Uh, <laughs> she has Come on up here. Uh, this morning we get to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. A couple weeks ago we got to uh, uh, remember the price that he paid for uh, the, the death that he paid and the price that he paid for each and every one of us. We did that on Good Friday service. I just that Good Friday service just I just felt there was an adequate in that service opportunity to mourn that death that he that he died for us. I love that. I loved our resurrection uh, service. Jesus says, I am the resurrection of life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And, and guess what? We don't have to worry about God changing his mind about that. We can say amen to that. Amen. So we're approaching communion here. You don't have to be a member or anything like that to participate in communion. We certainly encourage a relationship with the Lord. I see we got some kids there, young kids here. And I usually allow the encourage the parents to have that, make that decision with their child if they're ready or not. If they've received Jesus, they're ready. Um, 
If you haven't received your communion elements yet, uh, Eric's going to make sure you get that. Just keep your hand up. Hold on to your elements for a little bit. We're gonna, you guys are going to lead us in song. And I wanted to give you time to reflect on what's been shared this morning. And then after we reflect through this song, uh, we'll partake of the elements together. But just get your hand in the air in the next few minutes, and Eric will make sure you get your elements. And if you spill it, see Mary, she'll <laughs> Okay, so go ahead and do this in song here, and then again, we'll take the elements together in just a few moments.
bad. He said that uh, and broken. He said, "Do this in remembrance of me." Like 